Hello and welcome to Metaphors of EdTech, a podcast by me, Martin Weller. In this podcast, I talk about metaphors of educational technology. There's an accompanying book published by Athabasca University Press, which you can check out. It's free to download or you can buy the print copy. And in each episode notes, I'll put links to interesting articles or things that are relevant. So check those out. Now, on with the episode. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Metaphors of EdTech. And it's another GoGN special uh, after we heard from Rob Farrow last week. Uh, this week, we're going going back in time to, to the start the start of GoGN, well, certainly the start of when it came to the Open University. Uh, and I'm joined by uh, a colleague of mine, or, or are you an ex-colleague now? And allow her to <laughs> allow her to introduce herself. So over to you, Bea. I am sadly an ex-colleague of yours, but uh, yeah, so my name is Bea de los Arcos. I work now at the uh, at Delft Technical University, the Extension School for Continuing Education, but I was from 2015 until 2018 part of the GoGN team, organizing GoGN activities, communication, and um, overall, I think, having a lot of fun. I think GoGN was and will always be super close to my heart um, as a project and uh, yeah it was the most fun I've ever had. It's the best project (laughs) isn't it? Go Jay is the best project we all know. It is it is it's it's amazing it's uh, but I yeah I have very very nice memories and the friendships I've made during the during those years um, you know I still have so it's amazing amazing. So, so we took on the um, we inherited the GoGen project from the AU Netherlands after it was set up by uh, Fred Mulder with Hewlett Foundation funding, and it came to us. and And you really sort of led it on those early years, um, and I think we sort of evolved it a bit from uh, from what Fred had, Fred had done the really hard work of sort of getting it all set up, and we sort of then tweaked some of that and uh, moved on. So, so, I wonder if you want to t- take us back. This is where in, in a movie it would go all, all wavy, <laughs> wavy screenshot. Take us back to those early years and um, well, kind of what we learned, I think, in running those seminars and how to make it effective. Well, I'll tell you how it all started for me, because um, mm-hmm. I was kind of thinking about it since you since you invited me to do this podcast. And it is true that we were so we were going to Banff. We were going to Banff as the, right. the OER yeah. research hub. Right. So this is 2015. And before we went, you said to us, hey, guys, um, we've got this GoGN crowd and they're doing a workshop before the conference. So please, one of you would, would can you go and check it up? And I just started, I go, where? I said, what is he talking <laughs> about? Because I really didn't know anything about it. But Rob was going to go and, um, you know, he was spending time with Rob for the Rob for d guys. So I ended up going to... So this this GoGN thing without knowing exactly what it was. And I remember Leanne and myself, so Leanne Perryman and myself mm-hmm. had uh, packed our walking boots. And I said to Leanne, do you know what? Um, I have to go to this GoGN thing on the Saturday morning, but I'll be free in the afternoon and we can go for a walk. You know, this is BAM. You have to go walking in the mountains. Um so I go to GoGN and then I watch and there's this lovely group of people and they're kind of uh, mm-hmm. talking about uh, their research and and I was uh, ready to go as in the afternoon, you know, the morning was up, I was ready to go. And Fred says to me, Fred Mulder says, uh, oh, would you like to chair the afternoon session? <laughs> and I just went, oh, damn, I wanted to do what I said. So I said to Leanne, okay, this is me, I'm going to stay with this crowd. 
but it was actually super lovely. It was great. So that was the first um that was the first when I kind of started started mm -hmm. to understand what it was all about. And it was these guys and they were talking about the research and uh and then you know you said, okay, we're taking over, so so we're gonna we're gonna look after these guys. And this I, I think that's what that's what we did in those few years when I when I was kind of involved it's like I've always seen GoGN as yes there's the value of of um, the academic side of things because these guys are doing a PhD and they have to you know we go through this mm -hmm. the loneliness of the PhD researcher especially if, you, if you're doing open education um, but for me it was very much the the human element and the personal yeah. connections that that you make, and the fact that we were organizing these uh, workshops ahead of OI Global, and the fact that we gave them a chance to, um, you know, to to be together with the same like people who are doing exactly the same thing as you, but it's it was more about. Um, you know, get, getting them, getting them to be friends, getting them. So it's, it's, mm. it's, you, yes, you can do a PhD. You will do your PhD. We will support you in doing that and we'll facilitate the connection. So we will help you. I think, you know, we'll give you a voice. So we, we, in a way we were kind of established already in, in this, in the world of open yeah. education. So these guys are most, well, some of them are, are newcomers. So you say to them, okay, we will, we will help you tell your story. We will help you, yeah. uh, but also connect with other people. And it's those connections because then you do your PhD, and then what happens, right? Okay, so you have a PhD, you've got your thesis, but it's more important what happens after the PhD as well. And the fact that you that you have that you've met different people, that you connect with other people, that is what kind of has that collaboration. That is something that's going to continue well beyond your PhD or the years of your PhD. Yeah. And I, I think, think that's what we did at the beginning. Yeah. I think when we started that sort of the the value proposition of GoGN when Fred set it up and when we took it on was that a lot of um OER researchers, doctoral OER researchers were often operating on their own and they were the only person doing this kind of research. Yeah. I often in the only person in their country or certainly the only person in their institution. So that, that, that networking was was really important. It's perhaps it's less important now, perhaps there is kind of more of a global movement. But I think certainly when we started helping yeah. people make those connections was was really important. And I think um you know you so I remember the Banff uh, session as well. And I think it it sort of I think we really got into our stride, well, certainly you got into stride, you were sort of doing most leading around the, the Cape Town conferences and then the, the Delft one. Um, although I do blame the Delft conference for allowing uh, Willem to, to steal you away from us. But um, so, but I wondered what, what you kind of learned over that period about small things maybe, or, or kind of how to make those, how to make things work. You sort of mentioned getting people to become friends, but that, you can't just, sometimes we think that's easy you just put a bunch of people in, in a room and they'll become friends but i think i think you did a lot of kind of quite subtle things to help people make those connections i wonder if there's something you could um might be useful for others it's um so it is true so and are we yeah it i think as the, the more we so it we organized so after bam there was krakow after krakow there was there was Cape Town, mm -hmm. and then there was there was Delft. And I think we continued, so it got better and better all the time, and it got better and better. I think, um, I think, um, and this is gonna sound a bit, um, 
I, I need to say this. I would not. So everybody needs a Natalie Eggleston in their team. True, yes. So I would not have. So this is something that I would not have done on my own. So you need somebody who's got the warmth um, to to be able to to look after people in this way. But it's. Uh, so, so, so people don't know Natalie. Natalie was the, the project manager. Um, and I think they can provide a lot of that emotional support and I think perhaps we'll come back to, to, to the value of that emotional support yeah. throughout. Um, so, so, so for me, so it's just having somebody like, somebody like, like Natalie who can, you know, who you can actually, because in a way you're responsible. Every time we were going to, to one of these big conferences, we were going abroad, we were bringing people from all corners mm -hmm. of the world. So you don't know, um, you know they don't necessarily need, I you don't know what's going to happen so and these are grown-ups yeah. as well but we managed to do it in a sense that you just take small steps and you just um I don't know it's it you just see people as um you just give them a chance to be themselves and to you know just take it's it's not it's never going to be about me it's about mm -hmm. you so it's about the person who is doing a PhD? So I'm yeah. I'm gonna be here to support you, and this is what I can do for you. But it's never about me. It's about what you can do, what you want to do, and and what uh, what you maybe you know I can help you discover what it is that you that you don't know that you can do yet. But it's about yeah. really believing in in the in. I mean, these are guys. Anyone who goes into into doing a PhD is um you know at the very least it's the, because they have a story to tell so it's just taking that step back and say okay whatever you need I'm here and I'm gonna let you do it and I'm gonna support you and I'm gonna um you know I'm gonna give you that confidence that maybe you thought you didn't have or you or you or you thought you had that you had missed and I don't really know so, but this is something that I that's I think, and this is what I needed to to mention Natalie as well, because this is something that either you have it or you don't have it in a sense. Mm. It's like, but for me, it was very much like that. It's like we believe in you. So this is the message that we were saying to people: yeah. we believe in you. You can do this. You've been stuck, but you can do this. You started this, so you can finish. And we're just gonna be here to. Provide that cushion, as in everything's going fine, or pro, you know, give you that little push, give you that confidence that. Yeah, I, I, um, I remember a lot of the feedback we used to get from uh, the, the seminars was along the lines of, I've, I've come back re-energized about my PhD, you know, I was feeling stuck and stuff. And I think exactly that kind of sense of belief in people and also the connections people would make the other researchers like and, and sort of know that they're not alone. It was, it was quite a powerful um, sort of feeling, I think, for lots of people. And, and, and I think we also, to... yes, we you know I think if we think is that we also managed to to do it in such a way that it, you take away the seriousness of doing a PhD mm, because it yeah. was so much fun and we you you're able <laughs> to laugh about things, um you know that it's it is that's what it is it's like I'm gonna take away the pressure I'm gonna or not necessarily take away the pressure because you still probably have your deadlines and you have to yeah. do this but it's about kind of you know we can do this together in a sense that it's it's not the end of the world it's not so difficult it's <laughs> not so let's you know have fun yeah. laugh about things 
and and then you're on your way you know so that's yeah. that's kind of that little push that it, 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 in the previous episode i was talking to rob about the, the brian mather's artwork and the penguins and stuff and i think that if you like it's almost a, a visual representation of that sense of fun and you know and yeah you can do this kind of inclusivity as well. I think sort of bringing people in. So I think that that kind of carried through um, in, into the sort of visual branding. And I, I just I think um, you had left by then. But I think when the pandemic came, you know, and, and we sort of forget about how tough that was for a lot of people. You know, and we were trying to support a lot of our PhD students. And a lot of them were really kind of thrown into, you know, they were in the middle of their research and they couldn't do it on Stuart or just yeah. kind of emotionally. It was you know a really tough time. And I think the the groundwork that um, you and Nats had laid in, in particular kind of in building up that emotional support meant that we were in a we were in a pretty good place to start with in a way I think people were used to coming to us for kind of emotional support and I think you know, we managed to offer those uh, people a lot of different types of support and we tried to do different things during the pandemic but I think in some ways we kind of had an advantage from lots of other projects which are often kind of very much about you know KPIs and deliverables and stuff yeah and I think it's interesting that um, if you look at the feedback, how much of it you could classify under that emotional value and support. And I think that those are often things that get missed out in projects. And I mentioned KPIs. So what, what's your KPI for good emotional support? Like the number of hugs you've given. It's like, <laughs> and actually, but and, and I should say that the Hewlett are fantastic funders in respect, and they yeah. they they acknowledge the value of that. But I think it's an interesting, and I, and I see it in GoGN more than in any other project to work on. And you sort of mentioned the start, kind of what a great project it was. And I think, maybe I'm answering my own question here, but, I think <laughs> that, but, but you've talked a lot about that kind of emotion stuff. And I think that's, I just wondered if you had any thoughts about kind of where you've, if there's things you've taken from GoGen into other projects to try and replicate some of that that value there. Um, oh wow, that's an interesting question. Um, I've never so since I left, I haven't really been in 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 a similar situation. Um, but I do work. So my day to day work is um, I pretty much work with a lot of people, mm -hmm. um, because I work with different course teams in different faculties, and these are guys that um you know come from so like Delft is, is a very international university so I work with people from again like all parts of the world and I think it it's it's again it's I go back to the same idea this is this is not about me it's about um mm. it's, it's about you or it's about the course teams it's about what you want to do and it's about how how I can help you reach wherever you want to reach um so so in a way because of uh, the years of coaching and because, um, it, you know, in, from my side, it works. You can see that it works. Mm. Uh, so maybe personality-wise, I've got like that that that, that kind of personality. But it, it works in a sense that, um, you know, you sometimes you just need to give people a little bit of space or a little bit of uh, the opportunity to to say, okay, so tell me. Tell me what what you want to do and what what do you need or um you know I, it's it's in a way um uh, if you so doing a PhD even when I was doing my PhD and I said I said it to the coach in guys so you're telling a story so yeah. you just speak a story and you tell and and you tell your story so I might be able to when I work with course teams and these course teams are producing a MOOC or a professional education course it's again about telling the story so. Yeah. Uh, so and what I'm gonna do is is um I'm gonna uh, 
I'm gonna help you out telling that story. Um, and I don't. So it's something that I got better and better. It's like you know you. It's, yeah. I don't think it's like cycling. You're on a bicycle, and you just keep going, right? And yeah. uh, so sometimes you have to go up the hill, but then sometimes yeah. you go downhill, and woo, here we go. <laughs> so it's about helping them ride, yeah. and, you know, the bicycle, which is kind of very. It's actually what these people do here. As in, <laughs> can't yeah. move for bicycles. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Brett. So, um. In the second part, I thought we'd come back and discuss. Uh, we, we can be two old people sitting in a bar, and we'll do some 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 reminiscing about uh, Goji and fun times. And I'm going to push you to see if you've got any metaphors and anything else. So uh, we'll come back in a moment and discuss that. So, but, uh, in the first part, we talked about kind of how valuable um, Goji was to, to its members and how much we enjoyed working on it. Um, and you mentioned that we'd done uh, workshops in, in Banff and Krakow and Cape Town and Delft. So I wondered if there were any particular memories of uh, from those sessions that sort of really stood out to you um, that kind of really represented what was good about GoGM. Oh my God, there's so many good memories. Um, I have to go, so Cape Town was, mm -hmm. I think, special, but maybe for 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 the wrong reasons, not the wrong reasons, but uh, <laughs> for Cape Town, the, the, but... the less academic reasons. <laughs> Cape Town, but it, so Cape Town, just to, uh, without giving going into giving details, but uh, it was an example of what things can go wrong when you mm -hmm. yeah. and because unfortunately a few people got sick. Oh yeah, but that's I, right. Yeah, I remember that. so there was then, like. An, an illness sort of swept through the hotel, didn't it? And we were like, yeah, and I, yeah, was, yeah, I, like, yeah. I was calling, I was going to the pharmacy and I, I had got all these pills and then I was giving away uh, tablets. <laughs> and, but, but, but for me it was, but we, it's still, nobody remember, maybe I do remember the, the how bad it was, but I don't think the rest of the people remember because they, because yeah. it was still such, such a good thing. And I remember that um, Wales were playing Ireland in the rugby and you beat us. That's right, it's so. rugby World Cup, wasn't it? Yeah. But I remember you sort of doing daily runs for medicine and, and leaving them outside <laughs> people's doors, like Florence Nightingale. Yeah, but but no, but seriously, as in from an academic, I think um, I always was amazed that uh, at the risk you see. So some of the researchers that that we brought on on different, um, you know, the different years, you can you can see them. Um, you know, you you could see the end of mm. the journey for some of these people, yeah. and it was and it was phenomenal. I mean, some of the people that I knew a bit more personally, I knew, I I kind of. And know how they were really, really stuck, and go GM helped mm. them to make it to the to the finish line, and that was great. But uh, but for me, it has to be the most special one has to be Delft, um, and that's IKEA hotel, which is still there and it keeps changing. Yeah, so people don't know this is a hotel next to a big IKEA, and it's all fitted out, and, and it's like their their showcase kind of hotel, wasn't it? Exactly, and it was the only place we could um we could uh, house the whole group of Gorgian because normally hotels in Delft are very small, so we didn't have um rooms and the the working space at the same time. Yeah. So that's how we ended up in this in this hotel. Uh, but remember that that was the first time that we were given the um, 
the award for the best research paper and mm -hmm. uh, and also the best open education practice and uh, it was the last time that Fred joined us so Fred so Mulder who was the yeah, original yeah. founder of GoGN and we managed to um, yeah have Fred there for the for handing out the awards um, and for me, that was a very, very special moment because because that was the last time we saw him alive, sadly. Yeah, so people don't know, Fred passed away um, a couple of years and, ago. Yeah, so, but I was very happy that he got to see um, mm. what we had done with GoGN since, since he handed it to us. Yeah. Um, because Fred was, uh, you know, he he knew what he was doing and he, he tested us before he handed over. He did, the, yeah, yeah. He was a force project. of nature. Yeah. But, he, uh, but um, he was very happy with um, yeah. with with what we had done and he was very grateful. And and so I was glad that he could see, for example, with Judith. Um, mm. So we got Judith was one yeah. of the PhD students who started with GoGN at the very beginning. So, you know, how he could actually see how these people had grown up in the mm. world of research, yeah, if you want to put right. it that way. Yeah, it was like, you know, he'd, he'd given us this gift and, it was, and we, I think we demonstrated that we'd been good custodians of it. That, that was really valuable. Yeah. I, I remember, it's interesting, so Cape Town, I think Cape Town's the first time I saw people forming like WhatsApp groups or networks around things like methodologies. Like, yeah. well, we're using the same methodology and we'll be like a little methodology gang. And that's kind of what I always wanted from the network. That was really powerful, I think. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. And I remember, you know, you're in the hotel uh, because it's true. I mean, we we were, we worked really hard. We made mm. them work really hard. And I yeah, remember yeah. coming coming downstairs to the reception and there was like the three of them kind of talking, you know, about their own thing and helping each other. I was thinking, oh wow, this is this see, this is working. So so yeah, no, it is true. And I think some of those, uh, because I part um, you know, I've been out of a GM since since towards the end of 2018, but I still I still know that some of these uh, wonderful researchers have, you know, they have finished their PhD, but they still working with each other and trying to... Yeah, they, they, they formed real kind of bonds for life, didn't they? Yeah. Kind of yeah. Right. yeah. I, I also remember Cape Town because at the breakfast, the waiter was convinced that I was Michael J. Fox. I couldn't convince him otherwise. And the more I protested it, the more he kept saying, oh, but you would say that. And I couldn't convince him that I wasn't Michael J. Fox. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> so as this is a Metaphors of EdTech podcast, um, you've I thought, I thought your cycling one was very good. Do you have any metaphors for how GoGN operates or what it means to people? Oh, um, I because you mentioned it, I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it. The bicycle thing just came came to me <laughs> as in magically, right? Uh, but uh, I was thinking, of, and I was thinking, what is what is GoGN for me? And GoGN mm -hmm. for me was always a a big hug. It's like. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a great hugger. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I'm a believer. I'm Spanish, so we are also more touchy feely than you guys in the UK, maybe. But, uh, but it's like it's 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 that's what it is. It's let me mm -hmm. give you a big hug, and it's a a hug is whatever you can read in that hug, whatever it is that you need. So it's like a well done. You've done this. I'm gonna <laughs> give you a big hug. 
or mm-hmm. you're a bit stuck, you're a bit, um, you're feeling a bit not so good. Okay, let me give you a big hug, and you know everything's gonna be fine, kind of, kind of thing. So for me, I, I don't know if exactly if it works as a metaphor, but that's 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 what it is. Is a lot of this, you know, how a lot of people just need a good hug first, and then. Yeah. Just let them let them go on on their own way, but it's like, I like I'm, you know, I'm here to give you a hug. <laughs> I, I like that. Like there are different kinds of hugs as well. Yes, <laughs> the hug clock was one thing, yeah, and I think that's that's true. And I think that gets back to the point we've been making about kind of the the value of the kind of emotional support that um that is part of the project. I think you know as much as in as much as the kind of academic support. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with hug then. That's good. Uh, so lastly, to wrap up, uh, thanks coming on uh, anything else you want to mention that i haven't covered uh no i'm looking forward to seeing you all in edmonton yeah um, we're going to be in edmonton for the 10th um, anniversary yeah so no looking forward to see to yeah finding out um yeah finding out what's going to happen next and in a way how i can help who can i cool. give a hug yeah <laughs> you'd be, be there with one of those signs free hugs <laughs> Cool. Well, uh, thanks, Maya, and uh, obviously thanks for the work you did at the start of GoGen. Um, My pleasure. Thanks for coming on the on the on the podcast. Uh, I'll put some links in the show notes to the various things you mentioned, uh, and join us again next week. Thanks, Maya. Bye. Thanks for listening to Metaphors of EdTech. Remember to subscribe if this is your bag, uh, and also check the episode notes for any useful links and fun things there.